Thank you for that warm welcome. That's very kind and generous of you. And uh, yeah, my name is Scott. I again want to welcome those who are visiting today and those who are watching online maybe for the first time. I am not the pastor here, so you can be relieved about that. But, uh, and I didn't really even have time to put together a real good sermon, so might end up cutting you out a little early today. You can get out and enjoy this beautiful time of the year. Uh, but I do have a little something to share. But I'm, first of all, I'm going to share a couple of verses here. You know, some of us maybe don't appreciate our pastors and our worship team and stuff as much as you should, but if you were in my boots right now, you would because you'd realize how important they are and they got some pretty big shoes to fill. And uh, so I'm going to share a couple of verses with you here if I can find them. It says in First uh, Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13, it says, And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. So don't get no quarrels or no big fights or any uh, cause any big problems, at least until the pastor gets back, okay? And... Uh, but to, to really love and to appreciate and to respect our pastors and our, our leaders, our worship team, whatnot, those in leadership. And uh, keep them in your prayers because uh, the enemy, he's always trying to tear things up. And, and, uh, but uh, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And, and uh, well, today I'm going to talk about a subject that's a really deep subject uh, there's so much about it that I'm just barely going to scratch the surface. It's kind of like, kind of like a guy who walks into a cave and he finds this huge treasure. Like, you ever watch that evil uh, show? Uh, what was the name of it? Well, anyway, they found this treasure, this room just full of gold and all kinds of stuff, and you just don't know where to begin. You know where, where, what? What should I take or whatever? And, um, and that treasure, that subject is the, what we're going to talk about today is the subject of love. And I'm not an expert at it, but I, uh, but I am learning. And when I, uh, when I came to the Lord 40-some years ago, I really didn't know nothing about love. I didn't even know what love was. I hate to even admit it. But uh, but I needed it. I remember on one occasion, I'll never forget it. Okay, I have three older sisters. They're all saints. If they were any more saintly, they'd probably have halos over their heads. But I remember this one in particular um, come to visit the folks. I was living at home then as a teenager. And in, up in the sin, up over my eyeballs, you know, and... Uh, she just come up to me and give me a big hug and told me that she loved me. I probably shared this with you guys before, but you probably forgot it by now anyway. But, but anyway, that, that uh, love that she showed me started to melt my cold, hard heart. And um, so if you know somebody who you think is just 
the worst or in the worst predicament or whatever, and you have the opportunity to extend love to them, go ahead and do it because it'll, it'll have an effect on them that they'll never forget. And yeah, love is a wonderful thing. I wonder how many songs have been written about love. I bet you it's thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. It's, I believe it's something that every one of us need. It's actually a spiritual thing. And we are a spirit being. Even, even a total atheist, their spirit is seeking love. And, uh, and you know what? God is the source of love. I, I didn't know what love was until I got right with God. And then I started to experience it. And, uh, and you know what? The closer I get to God the more love I have. The more love I have for God, the more love I have for people. And here's a, here's a crazy thought, the more love I have for myself. You know, there, there's people who hate themselves. There's people who dread the thought of getting up in the morning every day. And... Uh, you know, the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself. How are you going to love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? And I guess my notes aren't doing me much good right now. But uh, here's something we, we mustn't never forget, and that is that God loves you. No matter how bad you have been, God loves you. That's... That's the important thing to remember. God, sure, you don't deserve it. None of us do, but God loves us, and he created us to be his children. So if you don't get nothing else out of today's message, please don't forget that. And what I've noticed is that people respond to love. I have a little... Uh, I believe she's a six-month-old granddaughter. And it totally amazes me how that little girl, she can't talk or walk or do much anything but eat and sleep and make a mess. <laughs> but, uh, but she responds to love. When <laughs> when I hold her and love on her, that little thing, she kind of looks away and she's shy and whatnot. I, I can't believe how even a little child, you know, re they respond to love. So I'm going to jump way ahead in my notes. There's a verse, we'll go back to a little later too. It says, love never fails. And uh, we may think it does, but it don't. And so we need to just keep dispensing love, keep walking in it. And, um, and some of you people, yeah, my notes are totally, uh, we have opportunities every day. I touched on it a little bit last time I spoke, but you probably forgot about it by now anyway, so I'll, I'll uh, touch on it again. Um, Every one of us have opportunities. I don't care who you are unless you're some hermit who lives totally away from 
everybody where you don't even come in contact with human beings. But if you're, if you're dealing with other human beings, there'll be somebody there, maybe several of them, that will rub you the wrong way. It might even be your wife. It might even be your husband. And um, anyhow, God is using that individual in your life to produce love. And um, it may not be fun, and there's, you know, I'm, uh, but I've learned (laughs) the more you love that person, the more they will work, or God will work in that individual's life too. It's a two-way street. He'll work in both of you. You might be saying, or thinking, preacher, you don't know that woman that I'm married to. Or, preacher, you don't know that husband of mine. <laughs> but, uh, but try it. Just keep loving that person, whoever it is. It might be that coworker who does that thing. You think they're just doing it to aggravate you, but they probably aren't. That's just the way they are, you know. But we all have an opportunity to grow in love. And I am... I'm learning this myself. I'm learning, and you know what? It's kind of exciting because I'm seeing some fruit in my own life. And a way, what's so essential is we need to, okay, I think I mentioned it already, that God is the source of love. You know, it says in 1 John 4, 8, I think it is that uh, God is love. Well, if you're going to, be dispensing love, you got to get it from the source. And there's no better way of getting that love than spending time, time alone with God. You know, coming to church, wonderful thing. I'm all for church. I've been coming to this church for over 40 years. I don't plan on quitting now. And I, I go to meetings and, and thus and such, which is all good. But there's no substitute for spending time alone with God. And it is a challenge in this busy world in which we're living. Believe me, I know. I'm a small businessman. Things pile up. You got a hundred phone calls to make and this and that and the other thing to do. Always all the stuff to do that takes up your time. But there's there's no substitute for... um, Spending time alone with God. It, it's, a, it's an antidote for anxiety. I don't suppose anybody here suffers from anxiety, but I, I do occasionally. As a matter of fact, uh, even just this last week, okay, I've been putting off work until fall. Okay, well, tell you what, fall is here. Now the leaves are falling. <laughs> and... and uh, Everybody wants you now, you know, can you get there this week or you should have been here last week or whatever. And uh, so anyhow, I try to spend an hour in the morning in prayer and meditating. Meditating is a wonderful thing. Just to think, take time to think on God and to open up your mind, your spirit to God, what he's wanting to say to you. You know, he's more than just... uh, a butler, he's more than just uh, your boy, you know, just say, go get me this and go get that, and I want this and I want that. 
But, uh, but he also wants to speak to us too. You know, not only do, is it good to spend time in prayer, letting him know what your needs are, but to let him speak to us. And, and you know what? He can speak to us if, we, if we'll quiet our minds and open up our hearts to him. Real simple principle in the Bible. Uh, even a child can do it. It says, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Don't get no simpler than that. I like it simple. Nothing is too simple for me. The simpler, the better. But to spend spending that quiet time alone with God in prayer and meditating, reading his word, reading devotionals. I'm, I'm going to do a little plug for uh, Jesus Calling devotional. I don't get paid anything for it, but I will anyway. It, I don't, some of you maybe have it. I get so blessed by that devotional, that... Uh, Sarah Young, I think is her name, who wrote it. Man, what an anointing that woman has. It's just like she's reading my mail almost every day. Just, and, But God wants to speak to us. He wants to strengthen us. He sent his Holy Spirit to be our helper, to give us strength so we can walk in victory. And the bottom line is so that we can walk in love. Back, back to that... Uh, one verse, love never fails. So you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong walking in love, pursuing love, extending love. And uh, I know it's a challenge, at least it is for me, but it's one worth making. Okay, I think I will refer to my notes at this time. John fifteen, twelve. I'll see if I can't uh, get there quick. John 15, 12 says that this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Okay, Jesus gave us one command. Don't get much simpler than that, that we love one another. And uh, if we can do that, and we can do that, because you know what? As believers, the Bible says Christ lives in us. He dwells in us. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Okay. All right, well, I tell you what, that was so good, I'm going to keep reading. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. A dear sister who is in this church right at this time, right now, uh, quoted that scripture to me one time. It was a, a verse for me, and that verse had a huge impact on me. It was a huge encouragement to me. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Wasn't that a wonderful promise? You didn't choose God. God chose you. What a privilege that is. Little old you. I um, 
kind of used to get down on my own self for not being educated. I never took time to get no education. You probably noticed that by now. But as I, as I read the Bible and look at the people that God used in the Bible, it seems like a lot of them didn't have no education. But they had a close relationship with God. And what it appears to me as whatever they were lacking was no problem for God. Hey, I'll take care of that for you. All, all we have to do is like David said in Psalms 91, he said, uh, refers to that secret place. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And uh, David, I think, is a classic example of that. He was just a little uneducated shepherd boy but yet God called him to be the king. The Bible says he was Israel's greatest king. I've done a little studying about David. He accomplished so much as, <laughs> as that little uneducated shepherd boy uh, that it's, you know, killing Goliath, that was a good, good way to kick off his, uh, <laughs> his uh, legend or whatever. But uh, he did way, way so much more and um, God even promised him. He had such a good relationship with God. And, and God desires that each one of us have that kind of relationship with us. I want to let that soak in for just a couple seconds here. God desires that kind of relationship with us. And um, I lost my train of thought. But, but anyhow, we can do it. But it takes some time and some effort on our part that draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. He doesn't want to hold, withhold any good thing from you. That treasure, that cave full of treasure, that's for you. You just got to, we just have to pursue it and seek it. Seek and ye shall find another huge promise in the word. Okay, uh, let's see. You did not choose me. I'll read that again. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. All right. Yeah. God... Uh, I'm going to read that one more time. You did not choose me. This is God speaking. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. What a huge statement that is. These things I command you that you love one another. Okay. I'm going to skip over to Galatians 5, uh, verse 6. We'll take a look at that here. Thank you for bearing with me here this morning. It says, uh, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. That faith 
working through love is so powerful. And that's something that we can do. We've been called to do it. We've been equipped to do it. Um, something, one other thing I'll mention about love. Um, when I was a young fella, quite a few years ago, I, um, I was uh, seeking love in a, uh, I guess you could say I was seeking love in a relationship. You know, I wanted to find that right woman to, uh, I thought that that would be the answer, you know, and uh, all my love needs would be met. But those of us who are married and honest uh, probably can say that that ain't always the case. And really, that seeking fulfillment in love from another person, what it boils down to is idolatry. You know, our, our source of love needs to be from God or we'll be disappointed. And that's probably why a lot of marriages fail. They're, they're thinking that that person should meet all of their love needs. It, that, that's not the case. It's not going to work. But if your focus is on God, if God is your source, you know what? I bet you'll have love for your spouse too. And uh, that's the way it works. That's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. Okay. Now I think I am going to read uh, verses uh, 13 and 14 also. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use... Liberty is an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this. Are you listening? Wake up. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And you may say, preacher, you don't know my neighbor. He sends his dog out every morning to fertilize my lawn and expects me to clean it up. Or he throws his empty beer cans over the fence. He knows that aggravates me. And, uh, but the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. That's an opportunity. Every one of us have an opportunity to love someone who maybe isn't the most lovable. But it's a real good opportunity for us to grow in our faith and in our love and to become more Christ-like. It, it wasn't a, a picnic for Jesus either when he walked this earth. He just went around doing good, loving people. As we all know, they killed him. They crucified him, executed him in the end. And it's happening to believers in other places in the world too. We're... You know, we have our challenges here in the good old U.S. of A., but, you know, uh, Brent was mentioning just the other morning about in what country was that, Brent? Were there? Right now they're in Kuwait. Kuwait, yeah. Yep. 
So we, we need to be praying for the saints who are in these countries where they're persecuting, being killed for their faith. It ain't no joke. God help them. God be with them. Thank you, Brent. Okay, we're going to continue to look into the love, uh, look into God's love. I'm going to read out of 1 Corinthians 13. Most of you here probably could quote that right off the top of your head, but I am gonna, going to uh, read that because it's nice to know what love is. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And the reason I want to read this is... um, That love is the goal. You know, I I believe God has given these uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit for the church, for the edifying and the uplifting of the church. I don't believe they had an expiration date on them and they're no longer necessary or no longer used. But that these gifts that are given to the church is for our edification, our building up, so that we can walk in love. That that's that's the bottom line. So that we can have that power to love. Okay, I'll continue to read here. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind, does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, (coughs) excuse me, Endures all things, and here's that verse. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. 
and now abideth faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So I, I can't emphasize it more that how important it is for us to walk in love. God has equipped us to walk in love. Now we need to do it. We need to take it seriously. And um, okay, uh, here's a little uh, self-examination that we as believers, I believe, should do. I know I should do it. How... Uh, What's your love meter at? Is it full? Is it empty? Is it half full? Got room for a little more? Maybe you got a lot of room. And one way I think we can check it is uh, to kind of compare to how we have been in the past. Do you, do you feel you have more love for people now? Do you feel you are more patient with people now than you were before? You know, are you kinder to people now than you were before? Do you love your spouse more now than you did before? That's kind of a kind of a good way to check yourself. Only only you can do that. I can't. It's not my job. I wouldn't want the job. But you can you can determine where where am I at? And uh and I encourage each one of us to pick up the challenge uh, to grow in love, to, to be more loving. And, to, uh, and here's another challenge. Why don't you go ahead and start at home? You know? Okay. I am going to... Uh, we'll do a little reading out of Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Yeah, I'm coming close to the end of my notes, so just hang with me here a little bit. Feel is it a little warm in here or is that just me? Yeah. Okay. It's not just my nerves then, huh? Okay. Okay, Galatians five twenty two and twenty three says that but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Anybody here have anything against any of these qualities? You, do you feel like you, you just have too much love or too much peace or too much patience? Probably not. One, one thing... Uh, I've noticed as I reflect upon my life and, and people who've had probably the most impact on my life, who, you know, who I've admired and respected, were people that had at least one of these qualities that really shined in their life. And usually they had more. They were godly people, saintly people, loving people. And, and they were the ones that had an a big impact in my life. So I I personally, I want the fruit of the Spirit to be abounding in my life and growing in my life. And, and I know the source of that is God's Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And uh, 
So if we want to want more of this, if we want to grow in it, we need God's Holy Spirit. We need more of his Holy Spirit to do this, to, to do that work in our life that only he can do, or us working with him. Okay, Matthew 24, 12, and 13. You, I've probably quoted this uh, before. I can't remember if I quoted it this morning yet or not, but, uh, but uh, we'll take a look at it right now. It says, and this, this verse, I've read Matthew 24 many times. This verse always caught my attention. It says, uh, and because of lawlessness, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. That's referring to the, the end of the age, which I believe we're living in right now. So that's an admonishment for us as uh, believers to watch, watch your love gauge. You know, are you losing your love? Are you losing your compassion for f- your fellow man? Are you us- losing your love for God? You know, keep checking your gauge. Where is it at? Okay, now... Looks like I'm about to the end of my notes here. We'll have to refer back to John, 1 John 4, 8, or excuse me, 4, 7, and 8, and then we'll close. (coughs) Excuse me. You guys probably could quote this one right off the top of your head. We used to sing it even in church years ago. Matter of fact, I think we will close with that as a song. I'll read it first. It goes like this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. I'll read that one more time. Beloved, let us love one another, For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. It's, it's really a privilege to love. To, you know what? It says in Colossians, several places, Colossians chapter 3, it says to put on love. I've learned as a husband and a father Many times I had to put on love. There were times I felt like smacking somebody. <laughs> and, uh, but I knew, no, I shouldn't do that. So therefore, I'll put on love. And uh, it may seem like a put on. Here's another th- little tidbit. Another thing I've learned is I usually can't trust my feelings, but I can trust the word of God what it says to do. And and if I will do it, even though I don't feel like it, God honors that. And and later on, I'll feel a lot better about it, knowing that I did the right thing. So, back to that love thing. 
Go ahead and love that person when they're unlovable. Love that neighbor when you feel like chewing him out and see if you don't see a difference. Just keep loving. Love never fails. Just keep loving. Love, love, love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. They used to sing that back in the 70s, I think, kind of a hippie song, but it had a good message to it. <laughs> yeah. He who does, okay, here's the flip side. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So we want to we wanna be walking in love. Saints, I love you guys. I know a lot of you. And I love you anyway, so. <laughs> but uh, okay, let us let us close that song. <laughs> let's let's close. Is Barry still around here? Where did he go? I don't see him. Okay, we'll go without him. He's oh, he's down in the <laughs> down in the basement with the children. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. So, beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. Thank you. And uh, be be praying for Pastor Tim's speedy recovery, or you may have to put up with me next Sunday too. I don't know. <laughs> but oh, we've had communion. Okay. Alrighty, I guess you're dismissed. Go out and enjoy the day. Enjoy your family. And love one another.